Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Miscellaneous Weekly. Today, I bring you another very special episode. I bring you an interview with Jake Song, writer of Misadventure by Death and actor on... Uh, What's it called? Jim Robbing and the Wanderers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I put myself on the spot there and I was like, uh... Yep. Hi. Thank you for choosing to come on my show. Oh, well, thank you for asking me. Now, if you could tell the audience a little bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about your show. About myself? I'm not all that interesting. Hi, my name's Jake. Uh, I've been uh, doing work in podcasts for the last... Uh, three years? I think it's been like three or four years. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. Like, what do you want to know? <laughs> um, what are you comfortable with sharing? Ooh! Uh, <laughs> I had no idea that I would go into podcasting. I originally uh, was an architecture major at the University of Florida. Um, I actually... The way that I got into podcasting was through swing dancing. Um, I met Erie Alexander, the creator of uh, Jim Robbie and the Wanders, uh, at uh, Swing, and she was looking for uh, voice actors. So she asked me, and I was like, sure, you're crazy, but sure. Um, she had these like really like intense eyes like the entire time she was explaining the premise, and I was like, okay, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't lead a very interesting life. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry if I come off uh, uh, as interesting because I'm not. <laughs> mm, that's, I, I personally, I think that's a lie, but I might be biased. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about your show, Misadventure by Death. Well, um, it is a Southern Gothic horror podcast uh it is centered around neil hosbury rue who was hired on to work as a uh to work <laughs> your little hand over your heart was very good <laughs> um but yeah he was hired to work as a groundskeeper at uh the harrison shaw manor in the uh virginian appalachian mountains uh, where he combats ghosts and his boss. <laughs> uh, both very formidable opponents, to be sure. Uh, I would say that his boss is a little bit worse. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a fun little show that I'm working on. I'm uh, very excited that it's finally, uh, you know, taking off. So... I caught your show. I forget who I followed that reblogged it, but somebody reblogged the post of the first episode going up, and I was like, you know what? I could use a break from all these podcasts I need to catch up with. Well, I'm <laughs> and glad. So I listened to it, and I was just like immediately enthralled. I was like, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very I flattering. Think probably just because. I empathize with Neil so much mm -hmm. that I would also hate to work in a haunted house, but if they paid me enough, mm -hmm. fuck man, I'd do it. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, of course. I would too. 
How? <laughs> yeah, Neil is a good boy. He's a very good nervous boy, and I love him a lot. So. <laughs> and Jack does the character justice. Oh, no. He's, uh, uh, Neil, like, Neil was written for Jack. For Jack? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like, he, he he's a writer for uh, Jim Robbie and the Wanders. Uh, that mm-hmm. is how I met him. But uh, for, you know, the production team, you know, I became a writer. So I started listening into uh, writer meetings. And that's when I first sort of like heard him talk. And I was like, oh, oh, I really like the quality of your voice. Okay, yes. So um, when I sort of started, uh, you know, like working a little bit more towards like a specific idea which eventually became misadventure by death Mm -hmm. i uh contacted him and i was like hey does this show sound good to you and he was like yeah it sounds really interesting and i was like cool so you want to be the main character and he was like uh um but yeah he does a very very good job and i'm very very proud of him jack i'm proud of you so (laughs) So how about the other actors you've got? I know you've got Lou or M mm-hmm. and Sarah Golding mm-hmm. and I'm forgetting the <laughs> other security guard's name. Uh, L.W. Uh, Jefferson. 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 Wrong president. <laughs> Wrong president. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, L.W. Salinas um, plays uh, Jefferson. I actually casted her and uh, Sarah at roughly the same time. I put out a casting call like very, very, very early on. I think it was last year. Um, and Sarah, like her audition just like blew me out of the water. Like I described Priscilla as like McGonagall-like, but like less friendly. And Sarah just like did this perfect, like pulled this perfect McGonagall impression out of her ass and then like I can't even like I can't even explain it she slid into a southern accent and I was like ah you you're the one you're gonna yes yes (laughs) so um but yeah she's she's very good and I very much enjoy her I actually get angry at her when I'm editing audio like I hear her do the lines and I'm like oh fuck you I hate you so much but you're doing such a good job keep doing it uh, oh, are we allowed to curse? Yeah, okay. yeah. This podcast is marked as explicit. Okay, Don't worry. perfect. Yay. Um, <laughs> I probably should have asked earlier, but you know, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, so, um, and then uh, Lou, I brought on a little bit later. I was, um, I was fielding a lot of different auditions from a lot of different uh, non-binary individuals. Um all of which uh, did a fantastic job, but um, I heard Lou's audition, and I was like, yes. Like, like they had, like, a certain quality about their voice that was just so, like, like no-nonsense, like, perfect for what I was looking for for the character, um, you know? So, and I think they really play off of each other, like, uh, Lou and Jack, uh, very, very, very well. Um, even though, like, I don't think they've ever actually, like, talked to each other, like, in real time, um, which is wild to me, you know, because 
I, I'm not used to working, you know, like being a major part of a show where I'm not constantly talking to the other actors. So they do a very, very good job with that. And kudos to, <laughs> to them. Um, but yeah, nothing but praise and love for my beautiful, beautiful voice actors. <laughs> all right. Uh, I also love all your voice actors. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever made something, I might pull a James and just like steal one or two. Or, or all. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. They're they're good voice actors, Brent. Uh now let's talk about the process of actually writing your show. How did mm. that start and like what was the flow? Very jerky at first. Um it was I I want to say that I spent more time getting the universe and doing my research and planning everything than writing all of the episodes that I wrote. Like, mm-hmm. um, so uh, the sort of creation process was very long and I was very hesitant and I was like, should I do this? Should I do, you know, like it was very... Um, uh, unsure, but once I started writing the first episode, like, I couldn't stop. Um, and I edited it to no end. Like, I edited it for four months straight. Um, probably not the best of decisions. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, 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 I'm proud of the way that it turned out for, you know, my first attempt at, uh, my own sort of creative uh, endeavor, but the rest of the episodes, like, it was just tough getting them out, you know? Like, I was still finding, like, Neil I had pretty set of how I wanted him to be. It's very, very easy for me to write him because I just play off of my own anxiety. Uh, I'm just like, how would I react to this? Ah, yes. (laughs) Um, but, uh, Priscilla... Uh, it's fun to write her, but I have to, like, I have to sit there and be like, okay, I have to put myself in, like, an asshole, like, mindset. <laughs> mindset. It's, it, you know, it's easy, like, being in the South and being surrounded mm-hmm. by uh, people like this. Um, but, yeah, the, the the two security guards, I would say, are the hardest characters for me to write. And also uh, a new character who... Uh, was introduced very, very, very briefly um, in the last episode, episode three, that just came out, well, just a month ago. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, Josie's character is difficult for me to write, um, but you're going to love her. She shows up in full force in four, um, but yes. <laughs> Yeah, she's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then we come to the question that I've asked pretty much everyone I've interviewed. Oh, boy. Um, How do you... How do you tell when you need to cut something? Or how do you go through the process of, like, okay, I love this, but I just have to let it go? Um... I 
personally find it fairly easy to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, and it all comes down to my time uh, uh, in architecture, studying architecture. That's, That's it. My professors constantly were telling us, kill your darlings, kill your darlings, kill your... So I learned, you know, over the past four years to be able to like, okay, well, I really like this feature. It's a very good feature, but it just doesn't work with the, uh, with the whole, like, with the whole, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to nix it. It's out. So that ability to kind of, um, dissociate from, uh an aspect of the show that I really like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be like, uh, mm, uh, should I? And then I'm like, okay, yeah, no, it's out. It's out. And then I'll be able to move on, uh, fairly quickly. Luckily, I haven't had to do much of that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there have been sort like I, my original plan for season one is very, very different from what it is now. Um, mm-hmm. But that was very natural. Um, it wasn't like like me sort of like hu- my finger hovering over the delete button, like, you know, like my hand over my forehead, like, ah! Uh, it, it was just very like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess I should do that instead. And, you know, there go the changes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, that's the... That's the first time I've gotten that answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that that answer will change uh, when, you know, I've got like a couple seasons under my belt. Maybe. But yeah, for now, fairly easy. I mean, your your show is still still young, still very, growing. Very. No, it's 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 a toddler. I could step on it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't. I love it too much, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope you don't, because I, I also love it. <laughs> it's, uh, this is probably something I'm going to cut out of the full episode, but it's one of the podcasts that I listen to on my drive to and from home, because there's just something about it that's kind of relaxing. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's so it's, funny. It's the same with the first two episodes of What's the Frequency? I don't know what's about it, but they're just kind of relaxing. <laughs> What? <laughs> What's the frequency is anxiety in a tangible, like, audible form to me. <laughs> like, I love I it. Know. Like, I love yeah. it to death. But, like, like, I'm, like, I listen to it at work and I'm just like, <laughs> like, constantly. Like, just the first two episodes, though. Three, I, I can't do three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ending. <laughs> I mean, I was used to uh, the Blood Crow Stories, which mm. is an amazing horror podcast. I just started and listening to it. How far are you? Um, um, not very. Like, there's been some, like, like, there's been some worrying shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I haven't. There hasn't been anything sort of overt happen yet. It's all very like leading up, like kind of tense, kind of dramatic, like like you know, like the voice kind of shows up in people's voices, yeah. you know, like stuff like that. But like nothing too that horrifying. Damn evil voice. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> well, one thing I will say is that 
the the nomination they got for their sound design and the Audioverse Awards, I'm almost entirely certain it's for their death scenes. Because <laughs> that's why I nominated them. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I just had shivers from, like, the base of my neck all the way down to, like, my legs. Like... Okay, that's worrying. I like all the characters right now. Like, I love them. Oh, boy. Okay, well, <laughs> this is fine. I see Jack, like, freaking out every time they, like, update, and I'm just like, oh, God, what happened? Oh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know yet. <laughs> I, there's so much I would tell you, but I don't want to ruin the experience because so much. I'm just much... gonna have to listen. I've been I've been listening to brute force is why I haven't caught up. Yeah. Yet. So, so much of the experience of uh, the Blood Crow stories is going in with that little little kernel of hope. <laughs> Okay. And even if you think you don't have it, you will get it. Believe me. Okay. Ellie is a very good writer. Uh, just don't touch my girl Darla. I love her. Okay, well, that's your face. <laughs> well, that's fine. <laughs> Darla gets one of the least disturbing deaths. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back back on topic. Yay. Let's see. We were we got on what's the frequency? <laughs> <laughs> Backtracking in my head. Yeah, no, I've lost that train of thought. It's. Um, I believe the last thing you asked was. It was about, uh, cutting. Cutting. I know that. Yeah. Mhm. And I had a question I was gonna ask after that. Oh, you edit your own show. <laughs> so Not maybe by... tell us a little bit. Not by choice. Um. <laughs> Not... <laughs> Uh, I edited episode one fully expecting to be editing the entire show by myself. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, episode one was the first time I had ever edited audio ever. Mm. Yeah, so it took me three months to do episode one. So after that, I was like, okay, I can't do that again um, if I want to have an actual <laughs> release schedule. So I brought um, Lou on to do some editing um, in the interim. Uh, so mm -hmm. they did episode two uh, and they were going to do episode three, uh, but uh, they weren't able to. Some stuff happened. So I took it up. Um I did episode three in three weeks, and I, okay, I work a full-time job. Mm -hmm. I was working 40 hours on the show as well every week, 
So I was pulling 80-hour weeks for three weeks to finish the episode because I needed to have it release on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I was like, I cannot live with myself if I have a horror podcast that does not release anything on Halloween. I can't do it. So um, I just kind of powered through it and then died in November. <laughs> um, so uh, this next... E- this next episode is going to be edited by the lovely Laura Bramblett because I cannot do that again. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, and so she's working on that. She's going to do a fantastic job. She's uh, She does Otherverse and Jim Robbie, so she knows what she's doing. <laughs> Unlike me! Uh, uh, but, yeah, I'm... I'm I have been in talks uh, of hiring someone new. Um, I'm going to uh, sort of like seal everything and finalize everything for a starting release uh, next year mm-hmm. again um, so that she is the um, regular editor and we'll have a sort of stable release schedule. Um, I know that things have been kind of touch and go. <laughs> Uh, for the last few months, I, you know, life happens. Things happen. Um, but ha- uh, having another writer on the show uh, is mm-hmm. already helping. Um, Hayden Epstein, shout out. Hey, Hayden. Um, <laughs> uh, he was a friend of mine in high school. We're very old friends. Um, he has had amazing input on the show so far. Uh, season one would not be as great and I would not be as excited about it if it hadn't been for Hayden. So I'm very, very excited to get the rest of these episodes out. That was a slam. (laughs) Dorm rooms. (laughs) (laughs) Don't miss that life. Yeah, I can't wait to have an apartment and have a closet that I can record in. Oh, boy! Like an actual podcast! Oh, boy! <laughs> Join us! Uh, oh. I'm, I've discovered very recently that I am actually really good at editing, and I actually like editing more than recording. So if you ever need an editor in a pinch... God bless. I'll fucking, uh, I'll hit you up, because honestly, cutting dialogue is, like, the worst thing in the world to me. Like, I would rather die. <laughs> and, like, the dialogue I... that I'm cutting is funny, because Jack just... You heard Everybody's the first. Comedies. Yeah, you, you heard the first. The second bloopers is even wilder, honestly. <gasps> uh, no. Yeah, the Yeah, the second, for, for episode three. It's, it's, uh, it's about... 10 minutes, I think, of 90% Jack. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, Jack is... Jack is so good. He's... Like, Neil is a good boy, but Jack is also (laughs) equally a good boy. He messaged me at... Let me check. I think it was, like, 1am last night. Yup! (laughs) (laughs) Super drunk, but... Yep. Just full of love. Yep. Yep. I will frequently wake up to uh, <laughs> messages from him at like, you know, two in the morning. Keep in mind, my bedtime is 10. So <laughs> I'll wake up at like six in the morning to all of these loving text messages. And I'm like, 
I love you so much, but what are you doing? <laughs> He's doing his best. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. He is doing his best. <laughs> Got the editing self plug out of the way. We talked about editing. So, what's been like, hmm. Don't spoil anything, but what has been your favorite bit to write in the show that you have done? Ooh. Uh, (laughs) well, so, okay, well, here's a small, um, there's a holiday mini coming out. Okay, so yeah, uh, there's a holiday mini coming out in December. I am the one editing that because it's literally like less than 10 minutes. It's manageable. Um, But you'll see why, but that has been my favorite Mm -hmm. thing to write. Like, hmm. when did you say this was coming out? This is coming out uh, on the... 13th of December before before the episode drops um hmm I'm not gonna give a spoiler uh but as for um things that have already been released (sighs) when they're in the house that is like my fate like I I love scary shit I love it I love it so much. I freak myself out while writing and especially while editing. Um, but yeah, writing them inside the house, like, I just love it so much. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy r- sort of imagining soundscapes mm-hmm. and everything else about the show. And I really try to capture it. Um, especially in the first episode, because that's when you really get a sense of, like, you know, like, inside that, like, Mm -hmm. three, you weren't really inside, you know, whatever. But there is such a shift, a dramatic shift from when they are outside or, like, at Neil's house uh, versus when they are inside the house. Everything is silent. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll notice in the episode, like, there's a lot of ambient noise, there's a lot of background noise, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on. As soon as they enter, it's, like, like just, like, a heavy curtain falls, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels very insulated and isolated, which um, it's supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, I just, like... Yeah, just writing, and, and especially, you know, like, writing all the dialogue inside the house. Because Neil, honestly, is funniest when he's scared. Um, he, you know, and that's that's very much kind of uh, something that comes from me, is, like, when mm-hmm. I'm scared or when I am angry or when I am sad, I make jokes. And it's sometimes not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, so, like, I, I love, like, scaring the shit out of Neil and then having him react in a certain way uh, and, he, you know, him sort of reacting like this and, you know, being around Finn, who is a complete opposite and very cool, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, like that is just so much fun for me. Like I could write that all day and I have. So <laughs> yeah. Live in the best. Sorry, life. I'm giving very long answers. No, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You, I was going somewhere. Oh no. Yeah. You'll always get something out of a conversation no matter what. I've gotten frog and cars and frolf. Yeah. Two very important things to take forward in your life. <laughs> Even though you I may never encounter a frisbee golf course or a frog in a car. I might. You know, at least this time I will be prepared and I won't think that I've died and gone to some sort of bizarre, you know, alternate Metal reality or limbo. Punched into the ground that kind of has <laughs> chains. Oh, it's punched into the ground? Yeah. The so the the flags are just these large metal poles. This is a hold on. This is a continuation of an earlier discussion about frisbee golf for everyone listening. (laughs) (laughs) And so these giant poles just go into the ground and then from the top of the pole there are smaller metal ones that connect to the to the rim I was talking about. And then from the rim, there are chains that connect back to the main pole that serve as the hole for you to throw the frisbee into. There's easier ways. <laughs> There's easier ways. This is the Midwest. We came up with cornhole. There is no easy way here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, fair point. If anyone's going to come up with cornhole, it's going to be people in the Midwest. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> So let's let's try to put this train back on at least a tangential track. At least one track. Curve back on just train. just curve back onto a tangential track. Uh, <laughs> what was the hardest part for you to write? The hardest. Um, <laughs> episode three. I would say. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Episode three. Um. So originally, I didn't want any sort of uh supernatural voice, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I quickly came to realize that it would be. I don't want to say foolish, but um, difficult to do in an audio-only platform. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm very new to this, right? Mm-hmm. I've I've been writing scripts for a while, but I, you know, I I know I'm I'm very new. So I figured um, I figured I may as well try it. And finding an organic way to have what happened in episode three happen, like Neil tripping over uh, a headstone and um, upsetting something, Mm -hmm. uh, it took me a while to get there. Um, Originally, episode three was a giant question mark on my... uh, uh, on my sort of list of episodes, and I was actually very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
yeah, I I do like how it turned out. Um, though I think that it really, if not like, if nothing else, it helped flesh out Neil and Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, which like I I would rather have extremely strong characters and strong relationships than you know just like like good audio yeah you know like i it it might be dumb for me to say uh, or naive but i mean yeah. honestly uh i've listened to quite a few podcasts that have like top-notch audio quality but the characters just don't do it for me so i drop it so that's good to know yeah (laughs) i i started listening to misadventure by death and it was kind of clumsy but it was so like heartfelt like Mm -hmm. uh going back to the acting uh jack's acting and just how he brings through the sort of awkwardness that Neil has, which you wrote for him. Yes. <laughs> it was well, not specifically for the awkwardness. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Jack has this quality about him that, like, like when you talk to him, like, like you just like fall in love with him. Not like you know, not like in a romantic way, but like, mm-hmm. like he is just so like genuine all of the time um and i think that yeah it really comes through with neil because neil is he has his issues mm-hmm. um right like and i think episode 3 was the sort of tip of the iceberg for that but all around you know like I'm tired, alright? I'm jaded. I'm sick of, like, asshole characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, being, like, you know, the headliners. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm done. Um, so, yeah. Like, and, and it's it's kind of funny coming from, like, this is a horror podcast. Shit's gonna get worse. But, you know, like, I, I think that despite that, you know, like, having a little bit of levity, having a little bit of, um good you know like i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna pass that up mm-hmm. i'm not gonna not do that you know and that's that's the exact same way that um jim robbie is done too mm-hmm. like we live in a shitty enough world like let there be some good you know so i mean i think i also connect with neil because i'm exactly like that <laughs> Like, I could, again, I could see myself, if a haunted house paid me enough, I could see myself going to be a groundskeeper. And I would definitely keep a, a audio log, because fuck, if something happens to me, somebody's gonna know about this shit. <laughs> uh, I, I would definitely do it. I would not keep an audio log. I do not want to know, is the thing. Like, I have seen enough, like, spooky-ass shit like my dad's house is haunted as fuck. Like I've seen a. N- I'm good. I'm chill. But you know, I like writing it. So. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd keep the audio log because on some level, I do actually. I would actually prefer to know if there's a ghost haunting me. 
And then, like... Holy shit, you are stronger than I will ever know. <laughs> like, no, it's not... Like, I just like to know that the ghost is there, and then maybe we can work out a piece, the ghost and I, and <laughs> I'll just be like, yo, ghost, don't fuck up my shit, and we'll be good. Honestly, and though, like... Maybe we could, like, strike up some sort of spooky spirit pact where I... <laughs> I don't know, I give the ghost whatever treats ghosts like, and the ghost leaves me alone. I mean, I have very superstitious, like, family members who, they do that. Like, they, you know, like, they leave little offerings, you know, like a little, like, bit of liquor mm -hmm. or, like, a little clear glass of water underneath the bed. Basically, like, don't fuck with me. Hi, I'm, like, I'm acknowledging you. Please don't fuck with me kind of thing. But, yeah, uh, Cubans tend to be very, very superstitious. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> I mean, probably... Honestly, the one thing that I would find more terrifying than a ghost is thinking I'm walking into a haunted room and then finding two teenagers about to have sex. <laughs> yeah, that's the scariest thing I could possibly fucking imagine. Are you kidding me? Not only two teenagers, but one very awkward teenager and one that just wants to bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Oh my god, James and Mike James were very good. He's 41. Listen! Like, he did a good-ass no, job. he has the he voice did a good-ass job. James yeah. has the voice to play teenage boys. I, he's just... I posted in the... <laughs> I posted in the Slack, and I was like, Hey, y'all, you know anyone who can play, like, conceivably play, like, a teenager... Uh, and then James was like, me, 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 me. I was like, okay, I'll give you a shot. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he and Mike were so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I didn't think James was 41. I begged him at like 30 the most. Same, He's actually. Older yeah. older than my older sister. Like the, the age difference between me and my older sister is 10 years. And the age difference between James and my oldest sister is 10 years. <laughs> yeah, James could conceivably be my father. Like, yeah. I'm 24. Have <laughs> <laughs> him playing as a teenager. That's some good shit right there. <laughs> that's some good shit. <laughs> I mean, that's... He'll always have characters to play in this world. Mm -hmm. You always need more, especially in like audio drama where voice is key you can't just i mean it's not that different from actors in their 40s playing teens on tv but with james's <laughs> voice you can fucking just pr believe that he's a teenager yeah no definitely that fucking <laughs> that that voice crack god yes <laughs> we're sorry we're sorry <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to that episode probably more times than I should have. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad. I was really unsure about that one. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go, but I I'm thought gonna it was do it. Like after the first episode where you just get the hints of the spookities in the house, and then the next episode where it's just two teens just doing dumb shit, I was like, good. And then you get this third just one. Just you wait. Where there's definitely uh boogity boogities in the house <laughs> mm -hmm. yep 
Speaking yep, of boogities, that's them. Speaking of the ugly boogities in the house, let's talk about probably my favorite line from episode three, which oh, is boy. the one that I describe as Neil reaching peak Griffin McElroy impression. <laughs> the uh, the section just after. Finn tells him that Tim had not, in fact, been up to the second floor to set off the alarm. <laughs> that line is probably one of my favorites. Was that the, uh, you want to run that by me again, yeah, buddy? Yeah, that was the, you want to run that by me again, buddy? That, that was a uh, work of collaboration that I didn't know was happening. So, I have noticed that with myself, um, I have been listening to a lot of McElroy products, and I am the type of person that I will, I, I'm like a patchwork. I will, like, if yeah. I listen to someone talk enough, I will pick up, like, I will steal everything. Yeah, I do that so, too. <laughs> yeah, so I am now, like, sometimes this weird amalgamation of all three brothers, and sometimes it comes out in my writing. Definitely explicitly at times, like in one of the scripts, I literally told Lou to channel Griffin McElroy. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a collaboration of like me unwittingly writing something that Griffin would say, and then Jack, I think, unwittingly doing it in a way that he would say it. Um, because I, I, I know that Jack's been listening to a lot of, yeah, uh. McElroy stuff as well, so like I didn't even realize he'd done it. <laughs> but as I was listening, yep. I was like, "Peak Griffin McElroy engaged." <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. No, it's but, fine. Yeah. It was a good line. I'm glad. I'm glad that it resonated with you. <laughs> We've talked about peak. Peak Griffin McElroy. We're doing good on time. Well, I I don't know. Are we doing good on time? Do you have any, like, commitments I should know about? I ain't got nowhere to be tonight. All this right. is it. Fair enough. So. Let's see. I don't, I don't want you to talk about... I don't want spoilers. Don't want spoilers. I'm literally so excited for you. Oh, my God. Like, I will <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so excited no, for you. it's fun. <laughs> I'm, like, honestly, so goddamn, I'm so goddamn ready. <laughs> uh, I think episode four is going to be releasing this month. Uh, before, like, the holidays, you mm -hmm. know, because I've got the holiday mini, you know, that. But... Yes, so you should be hearing from us um, this month, and I don't know if it'll be by the time this episode releases or a little after. Who knows? It's anyone's guess. I'm good at this. <laughs> I mean, release schedules are hard. I came into this yeah. thinking, oh yeah, I've, I can totally do a weekly show. I've got all this fucking free time since I don't have a job. Yep. And I've missed, Good like, luck consistently I missed like fucking two or three weeks in a row because I couldn't yep just couldn't do it mm-hmm yep know that feeling missed a couple months here and there it's fine 
I mean, I've I've missed about a, a about a month and a half, not in a row. That's my one solace. Well, <laughs> but but it's not as bad for you because you're a monthly show. I'm a weekly show. So you missing, like, a month here and there, not too bad. Me missing, like, a month in a row, I'm probably dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a good thing you have a roommate there. Eh, I I figure if anyone were going to know that I've been dead, it would be Rachel. She's not listening. (laughs) Nice. A plus. (laughs) Perfect. Uh... So we've talked about you getting your release schedule on track, which I'm super excited <laughs> for that. And editing. I'm trying to make sure we hit all the hit, hit all the points. I think we did because we talked about working with actors. We talked about writing. We talked about editing. Oh, what's one? What's the the biggest thing you've learned by doing this? Uh, sound editing is fucking hard. That's it. All right. No, no, I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot from this. Um, uh, you know, the, the sound editing th- editing thing really is the biggest. Like, I had no idea how difficult it was. And, like, I am so in awe of people who know what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like... I wasn't sure how well the show was going to do. You know, I wasn't sure how it was going to be received. Um, but uh, I have learned that people are fucking incredible. <laughs> um, and they have been very nice to me. Like, honestly, like, I, like the kindness that I've mm-hmm. received from, you know, like, like making this show, it's been like, overwhelming honestly like all of the you know all the comments all the mm-hmm. uh uh abg corner did like a short uh thing um in his uh live stream morning live stream a little while ago it was talking about the show and i like like i was at work watching the live stream and i had to like go into the bathroom and cry because he was just being so fucking nice about it <laughs> like jack and i were both mutually like like screaming <laughs> um but yeah, like that also has been, you know, like like this community is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen anything like it and I feel so included and like you know, like like the creators, like I'm like not only like like listeners and mm-hmm. fans but like the cre- like I have never been in a sort of like creative environment that wasn't like that wasn't competitive like they're not like podcast creators are not competitive and you know like a lot of that i feel is that like audio drama is so diverse it is so different like like you you cannot have the same thing you know like like everything's different yeah um and that certainly helps uh but yeah it's just it's it's been a it's been a fucking ride (laughs) No, but, yeah. yeah, I definitely get that. I, mm-hmm. like, before, I want to say before July, I wasn't really in the community. And then in July, I just started, like, inching in. And just on mm-hmm. the fringe, I could, like, feel a lot of the, 
the love and support coming from it. But really, mm-hmm. now as I've been developing as a creator and an editor for some people I'm working on, uh, helping someone else make their trailer for their podcast so they can get it out before PodCon. And if that mm-hmm. goes well, I might edit for them more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, just even having people on this show, I, I keep, like... <laughs> For some reason, I keep thinking, oh, no, they'll never want to come on my podcast. And no. No, not at all. James got back in, like, 15 minutes, and uh, when Alexander and Jeff got back from Mice, they were like, holy shit, yeah. And then you were like, holy shit, yeah. And I already have... <laughs> this is this is a, 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 little, a little tease for oh, January's interview, but I, I also got... Gabrielle Urbina to agree to come on to oh, talk about the ending shit. of 359. Like, I That's keep thinking that people wild. want to talk to me. And then I'm Holy like, hey, shit. would you want to Would you want to come on my podcast and talk about writing? And they're like, yes. Wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those are good noises. That's how you know I'm invested in something. <laughs> the dying <laughs> whale of investment. <laughs> that's what I Holy call those shit. noises. That's good. That's no. That's good. I think if, I I don't remember when I started doing that. I think it was probably around the time I started getting really invested in like horror shows and horror films. And like when I get really invested, I just kind of go. I do the same fucking thing when I'm like watching horror movies. I'm yeah. Like, oh, no, 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 because <laughs> you know, like it's it's got very clear tropes, which yeah. obviously you know I'm I'm playing on all of them. But seriously, I have a list. I have a list of tropes that I'm going. Down, I don't doubt so. that you do, and I yeah. can't wait to see how you pull all of them off because the use of tropes is not what's bad; it's how you handle them. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that was that, that was actually my my sort of going in. That was my first thought was mm-hmm. um uh playing off of horror tropes in different ways. Yeah. Um but it's it's evolved a little bit. Yeah. Um cuz what you've but... got in the beginning uh especially after Neil decides to make the handbook is sort of a very standard scream but without the teenagers yeah yeah pretty much pretty much except there's no like you know corporeal yeah there's no there's no person. actual like physical murderer mm-hmm. there well. are just spooky ghosts <laughs> wait you said well and then you smiled should i be worried <laughs> should i get worried now or later <laughs> I mean, like, por qué no los dos, right? <laughs> Fair enough. There are enough podcasts yeah. I listen to that just keep me in a constant state of anxiety. Call out to Wolf 359. Hey. hey. I will say, um, and this is, this is something completely unbidden, but I am just so fucking excited. Keep an eye out for episode eight. I mean, I'll be keeping an eye out for all the episodes, but now I know to look for episode eight specifically. Episode eight. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> That's exciting. Yeah, I'm so fucking... I literally, I sat down with... I, I went and visited him in Orlando mm-hmm. um, a couple hours away, and we sat down in his living room, and we talked about the show for six hours? Mm-hmm. Like, just the first season. Like, getting everything out and all of the plot and uh, solidifying the background of the house, Mm -hmm. which uh, we'll be getting to very soon. Um, And everything. Yeah. No, it's it it was a lot, but it was invaluable. (laughs) So, yeah, this season is going to be a lot of fun. (laughs) For me. (laughs) I mean, you know, at least you're more honest than Gabrielle, who said that episode 55 would be fun for me. It was not. (laughs) God. Uh, That's another thing. That's another thing about podcast creators I've noticed is that each podcast creator seems to have their own (laughs) special level of sadisticness. Like from we've yeah. got, we'll, we'll we'll rank the scale from Gabrielle <laughs> Urbina and Sarah Shackett <laughs> to probably you right now. <laughs> With Jeff and Alexander, they were kind of in the middle, and now they're going more towards the Gabrielle side. <laughs> and James, I mean, is, actually, James is probably even a little further up towards Gabrielle. No, he's definitely further up. Yeah, no. I. I mean, okay, I will say this. Uh, I have a tendency of going much darker at first. Uh, So a lot of the sort of plot lines that I um, did for Jim Robbie at first, they got nixed because they were fucking dark. Um, So there is no eerie to stop me from doing that here. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> let me just back backtrack a little to the to the what's the frequency interview because that is the exact opposite of what James <laughs> like Really? No, James oh my goes God. super dark if he's not not like super dark, but super um raunch was the word he used. When he's not reined in. Yup. Nope. Yup. Yup. Impromptu fiction. Yup. Case so in point. Case probably... in point. James, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. You know I love you. But probably the best thing to happen to what's the frequency was Alexander agreeing to help. Because <laughs> I, I have listened to every single one of his little audio experiments and I do not know what kind of hell ride we would be on if Alexander was not there to rein James in at least that little bit that we get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the way that he first sort of explained, like, it it was worrying, um, James, but I, it's, God, it's been such a long time, I can't remember, like, specifics or, you know, but yeah, it was... You know, the way that he explained how the audio yeah. was, you know, how, 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 how it would be engineered. I was like, 
that's fucking creepy. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, just... But I think probably from my point of view right now, having only the first three episodes, and I might be, like, just digging my own grave here, but I think oh, probably boy. the best thing for Misadventure by Death is you not having Eerie there to rein you in. Because <laughs> I want to... Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love Neil, and I know that he'll probably die at the tender age of, like, 29 of a heart attack <laughs> with all the <laughs> shit that's coming to him. How old yeah, is he? even 25? sooner, honestly. Uh, he's... I haven't set, like, a set age for him. I'm, like, I'm very... Huh? My my roommate just asked who's dying at the tender age of 29. <laughs> God, please. Neil, probably. But, no, he's, I would say, mid-20s, you know, like, like mid to late 20s. Um, okay. A little bit older than Jack is. Like, a, a, a few, like he, you know, Jack is my age. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 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 a few years older than, um, than Jack. I don't know. I, there's, like, weird specific things about characters that I'm like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I mean, and fair age enough. apparently is one of them. <laughs> you know, specific ages, I mean. I'm, you know, I'm going to fucking, like, I'm not going to, like, be like, yeah. I don't know if Finn is 25 or 35. I don't know. Not you like know, someone but... we know, James. James! <laughs> Sorry, did someone say something? He does! <laughs> and he knows that I love and appreciate his work, but he is my friend, and you know but how damn him. Friends. No. <laughs> uh, I think we've been recording for like two and a half hours. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's probably best that we cut this here. True. So this has been episode 13 of miscellaneous weekly with jake so thank you for having me thank you thank you for coming on boy no problem (laughs) uh you know where to find me uh jake do you want to plug some of your social media oh boy uh yeah sure so um oh man here we go you can find Misadventure by Death at MBD Pod uh, on Twitter. Um, I think it's a. F- Shit, what is it on Tumblr? I don't even remember. Boy, I'm great at this. Uh, search it's Misadventure right. by Death. You'll find it. Um, yeah. If I don't. <laughs> If we don't get it in this end bit, I'll just look it up and stick it in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because... it's uh, it's Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook. Um, if you search yeah. at Misadventure by Death or MBD Pod, it'll probably come up. Um, uh, my personal Twitter is at ghosthost underscore 44, and my Tumblr is angry-beebers, spelled B-E-I. Um b-e-r-s <laughs> but yeah that's me that's your boy <laughs> yeah 